Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Gary Atwood is back from the worst week of his life. Or was it the best week? We'll find out. But it was all in a very good cause. Newark's very own Uncle Albert has his feet very much on dry land back at Sport HQ. We find out what the twins have been up to and catch up with Strider Graham. I'm Mick Bradley and this is, of course, the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And we begin with the headlines. Long Bennington took the honours with a 4-0 victory in the big Notts Youth League local derby match at the Magnus against Fondon on Saturday. And that was Bennington's first victory of the season. RHP Colts got back to winning ways after consecutive draws with a comprehensive 6-3 victory over Skegness Town at the Sports Village on Sunday morning. Manager's son Ryan Atwood among the goals, finding the net no less than four times. But RHP senior team's Open FA Cup glory ended at the first hurdle with a 5-0 home defeat to Nottingham-based Crusaders. <music> Newark Amateur Boxing Club's Chloe Davis spent Sunday with fellow England hopefuls at the National Training Camp. That's a second trip our young stars made up there. And Newark Rugby Club's under-14s are through to the next round of the NLD Cup after a 41 points to 5 victory over Dinnington and a good win for the senior youth. 19 points to 15 at a very muddy Mellish. And it was round three of the Knotts and Derbyshire Cyclocross League at Alfreton Park. And James Storr of Newark Castle Cycling Club finished 20th in the veterans' men's race, while in the youth section, Charles Hoy finished 8th in the under-12s. Charlotte Lisserman, 12th overall and first female rider home. And sad news to report from the world of local football today. Frank Hunt, the man behind the formation of the Not Senior League, has passed away. Frank, a one-club man, had been at Wollerton for over 50 years and, along with Kevin Pressland, set up what is now the best league in the county. Newark Town have been drawn away to Clay Cross in the Central Midlands League Cup, a match that pits the leaders of the North and South Divisions together. That one's a mouth-watering encounter. I might have mentioned to you last night that Newcastle had beat Man United 1-0, and we told you the story about the two Geordie boys, the Longstaff brothers. It now turns out that what do professional footballers do 24 hours before they play Man United? These two went along to North Shields to watch their local side beat Bishop Auckland by three goals to nil. Not sitting in the seats with all the posh people, no. On the barrier, on the side, lad with the rest of the Geordies. That's what professional footballers should do. Get out there and mix with people. Well done, the Longstaff boys. And somebody else, of course, well done, is our, our great friend, Mr Atwood. And um, we've been going on and on now for two or three weeks um, because Tony and I could not work out whether he's sort of Ross Dark or his Uncle Albert. Um, I've actually seen Gary on the sea before and... Uncle Albert is the one that I would go for. Ross Dark or Uncle Albert? Captain Birdseye. <laughs> Captain Birdseye. You've been called everything, can't you, over, yeah. the, last, um, over the last few weeks. Um, what we're going to talk about first, we're going to talk about RHP Colts a little later on, because there's lots to talk about there, one of our, one of our favourite teams. Um, <laughs> you spent the last week in the North Sea. Um, fairly weird thing to do at this time of year. Um, first of all, Why? Uh, because obviously everybody's aware of uh, 
the new sports village that's being built and they're obviously trying to raise some extra funds needed funds to uh, continue with the project so as they've supported uh, RHP Colts for the last 18 months it's the least that myself and uh, Stephen Crawford Biscuit and John McCallion could do from the club really just to really give a bit back rather than just take 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 so what 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 the YMCA are basically the YMCA are basically doing is in effect fundraising for the new pavilion complex. Yeah, that's correct. Um, which I am told is a ten million plus um, building when it it goes up. Todd Cawthorn told us the other yeah. a couple of weeks ago it, by twenty twenty one it was going to be up, but you can't just grab 10 million from <laughs> from nowhere so what what they basically come up with this idea is is those going to have a round the britain round britain trip on this yeah. overgrown yacht um and asking newer people that's connected with yep um the sports village to do different legs of it um i i noticed one of them was portsmouth to plymouth and then round the tip that's the one i should have been on round the tip of Cornwall. Another um, calm one. Another calm one, yeah. <laughs> um, you'd put your name down, and, and quite like, because I think, I mean, you just said that you want to give something back. Before I talk about the actual week itself, I'm interested on that, I want to give something back, because RHP, on the face of it, are probably losers, because you had a ground, albeit grass, but you had a ground that you didn't pay anything to go yep. on and, and now obviously you've got to go on something that you're paying so in that respect rhp and themselves have had to find a fairly large chunk of money to go yeah. on to the the sports village so let's just talk rhp for a moment then how have you done that basically we've we obviously when we was at rhp we used to charge weekly for it and basically we've just tried to keep the same cost really of what we were paying but obviously when we was on the grass we only had four five six teams at max and it's just grown and grown and grown so if we keep the costs as low as we can which we are trying to it's quite manageable really has it made the club bigger and better massively yeah uh, i know a lot of people don't like playing on 3G services because it's not grass but I think the standard in every single boy and girl that plays at RHP at the moment has risen in the last 18 months due to the surface How many teams have you got now then? 17 17? Yeah. So you've gone from 6 to 17? Yeah, in just over 18 months. Well that, that speaks volumes and of course the kids these uh, from an old fogey like me you know, you play on grass, full stop, end of conversation. You, relatively young, but still played all your football yeah. on grass. Your son, both your sons, are growing up playing football on 3G, 4G, and that has, it's got to be the future, hasn't it? I mean, uh, like it or not, it's got to be the future. To a grassroots team, yes, because we must have, in the region of 250 to 300 games, this year playing on there and we wouldn't be able to achieve that if we was playing on grass no way but with the artificial surface it's it's easy for us to do and the club financially is still viable yes yeah basically we don't with our subs that we pay we don't make next to nothing on the subs we just basically do that just to cover the pitch fees the referees the insurance, the affiliation, etc., etc. The biggest fundraising event that you have, I would suggest, is a weekend of football up on um, Lincoln Road. Yep, yeah, that's the. Uh, is that how important is, is that's that's in, in the full scheme of it? That, that's massive. That is uh, at the moment, just basically, so we can keep the costs of everything else down. So, and and what we do is whatever we get, we try and give the kids back. It's been mentioned wherever I go that you, you, are, when you finish with youth football, are going on in a managerial career that's going to take you 
fair the eye in Saturday football. Do you... Is Are you looking that far ahead? Or at the moment, are you just looking at being with RHP? I'm not trying to force you away from no, RHP. No, no, no. You've heard the stories. You've heard the rumours. Um, one day you're going to be at Flosev. One day you're going to be at Newark Town. <laughs> one day you're going to be at Grantham Town. Because... You, you, you've people's got that. I think that's what people are saying. Where does Gary Atwood want to go? At the moment, I want to do what I'm doing. Basically, the lads now, the older ones are 16, so we've got to have a serious conversation. Christmas time after Christmas, what they want to do, we'll, we'll discuss, see what they want to do, and take it from there. And are you? sort of vision to what they want to do yeah if whatever they want to do i'll stand by them okay well, that, we'll talk right, we'll talk about them around about half past seven yep. Let, let's go back to the boat so you put your name forward i mean <laughs> i assume the ymca says gary do you fancy this and you say well no <laughs> well basically do you fancy it you're going <laughs> yeah okay um and it turned out that you was doing inverness to grimsby hall Hull. To Hull, Inver- yeah. well, same place. Inverness to Hull. Yeah. Um, which, when I found out, I thought, hmm, okay, that potentially could be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, it seemed an awful long way ago when we last you talked about it. You know, it's never going to arrive. It's right, holidays, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's never going to come. And all of a sudden, it did come. Did you have to buy your own? No, no. no? Uh, the saddle pets and the raincoats, they was provided... So, you got picked up in the dead of night, I think? Yeah, three o'clock in the morning. Right. Just a normal day at work. And, and dr- drive up to... Yeah, to be honest... That's ten hours, it's Yeah, so. that was the biggest bugbear. Uh, I wish they'd flown us up there, but no. That's another uh, story. <laughs> probably cost too much money. Um, Damo Parkson was on the same as you. Yes, he was, yeah. Damo was there as well. Yeah. It, it was Damo that was supplying the, uh, the wonderful photos of you all. <laughs> um, yeah, or not. Anyway, so up up to Inverness, and um, you got your first view of this overgrown yacht. Yes, I, I wouldn't class it as a as ship. A ship. <laughs> um, <laughs> thoughts when you saw it? I was expecting how big it was because I'd been sent photos, videos, basically to make me not want to go. I think <laughs> from uh, a certain person from the YMCA, but now I. I was under no... The interesting thing about this is, is Mr. YMCA in Newark, of course, he's Todd Cawthorn. Yeah. Oh, I get seasick, so I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, Todd. Yeah. Um, and he was adamant he was not doing it. <laughs> Bless him. Um, so he went in there, and one would assume that you, you didn't have your own individual sort of captain's cabin. You was all in together? Yes. <laughs> I got... Biscuit with me, <laughs> who snores like a walrus. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, we weren't in bed long enough to uh, get a decent sleep. Anyway, was you just there for the ride to say you've been? You know, I've done my bit. I, I've had a ride. Was your passenger, or was you expected to to steer it, to do the cooking, to do the washing, to to do everything? Yeah, basically, we did everything. We had a go at uh, helming the yacht, which is driving it, apparently. Oh, that's our demo <laughs> calls it, driving it, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah, we had to cook, which I didn't do because I couldn't go downstairs <laughs> for some reason, so I had to stay up. Uh, but fair play to uh, John McCallion and Biscuit. They did all the cooking when it was their turn and the washing up. Y- you've never been at your best on water um <laughs> any precautions did you take you know, was you on tablets yeah 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 i took the normal seasick tablets that everybody says these are the ones you want you'll not get seasick if you take these so you, you went out of inverness which is um if i've got it right it, it, it's almost an estuary so it, yes. it, it, it would be nice and and calm and lovely and this is going to be absolutely fantastic turn yeah. right into the north sea and then did it hit you no, it was it wasn't too bad at the at first, to be fair. And then, uh, as soon as it turned to darkness, I don't know whether it was because it was dark or, and you're not hundred percent sure where you are. 
got a little bit ugly for me, if I'm being honest, to the delight of uh, a certain person. Small person? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You've got him. <laughs> he would have reveled in that. Yep. Did it get rough? It did on the last stage from Gateshead to Hall, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, well, on the way down... that's the bit I thought would have been the best bit. No, on the way down, actually, when we was coming past Edinburgh, we heard uh, a report on the radio saying, uh, warning, gales. <laughs> and the skipper was deciding to whether he was going to continue or pull into Edinburgh for the night instead of Gateshead. We was all thinking, yes. <laughs> nice little short trip to Edinburgh. And then a, somebody asked, where is Edinburgh? And went, oh, it's behind us, we're carrying on. You can't turn them things round. No. So, uh, yeah, it it got a little bit rough. Uh, how, how many people was on there that knew actually what they was doing? Four. Four? Yeah. And how many? Uh, and there was seven. Because it, it, I, 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 I am assuming that insurance-wise and safety-wise and everything-wise... When it, his decision to keep on going would have taken an awful lot of thought about because things no, can I, go things can go wrong. Out yeah, there. I don't think it was. It wasn't rough for them. Apparently, there's a scale of one to twelve. Yeah, and we was on two and three. Oh, that's mill pond. Yeah, <laughs> to them it might be. Yeah, yeah not yeah. to us. <laughs> not to you. De- Demo was graphically telling us that while he was, as he says, driving it, he was almost at right angles. Yeah, it was. Ba- it was basically you sit down in it but when it kicks into gear you've near enough stood up i take it you was fastened into it then was you in the day no 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 but at night obviously we had to be yeah we had to be attached all the time at night but no at night at uh in the day no we just sat as me and you are now we'll talk a little bit more about it then we're going to talk about rhp colts we're going to t- catch up with um the twins i don't think they had a busy weekend but we talk to the twins every tuesday night so we need to find out what they've been up to before they start training at believe it or not the sports village more from gary in a few minutes okay let's go to the sports village and the twins both tilly and lauren are going to join us tonight to uh, tell us what they got up to over the weekend ladies all yours Thank you. So at the weekend, we had a very quiet weekend and there was only one competition, which was the Thurston Challenge 10K. And we had a Newark 1 and 2, which was Ed Book and... Which was Ed Book and Ollie Carrington. You forgot, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't do both of them. <laughs> uh, it was a quiet weekend, wasn't it? The, Le- the Leicester Marathon didn't happen because... Uh, it, it, it was waterlogged off and um yeah, not very nice weather was that a training weekend for you then no we didn't go training did we no, no i did school work it was a, a school work weekend it was a bit like it yeah it, 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 the, and the weather wasn't too oh, to it you went to watch a rugby match yeah uh-huh. who, and who was that between and what was it, the score it was lincoln under seven under 18 versus nottingham under 18s and Lincoln won on like 53 something like that and what was the attraction at the rugby match oh my boyfriend was playing ah, I thought there was something in it like that yeah. <laughs> but it, it won't be the boyfriend time this Saturday afternoon though will it because you've got a competition I understand actually he's coming to watch ah oh, that's sweet <laughs> I know how cute <laughs> um, yeah we are at um, Mark Eaton Park Derby on Saturday for the first North Mid so Right, so is it, is it just the two of you, or are you taking... Oh, no, well, Dad's running too. Dad, uh, Dad's there as well? Yeah, he is, yeah. So you're going to tell us all about that one um, next. next week. And there's a little story about Amber as well. Oh, yeah, Amber... Um, had a you forgot, haven't you? Your oldest sister, and you forgot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah she had um, a competition at the weekend, um, and it was about eight hours away, which she had to travel on the bus, and she had a really... 60th. And she came 60th out of about three or 400 which she was really pleased with because she beat some of the girls, which usually they usually, usually just come in front of her. So she was really pleased. Well, well done to Amber. Do you pass on our congratulations when you uh, when you talk to her again, please. Yeah, I will do. We will do. Excellent. Um, enjoy your training and uh, Thank you. let's have a good performance to talk about next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. 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 That's the twins there at, um, at the Sports Village. And, and, and we're just sort of... Um, 
just off the time by now, feeling very much the worse for wear. We actually spoke to Damo last, uh, I think it was Wednesday night, wasn't it? When yeah. He was just off the time. I was expecting to catch him somewhere in the middle of the North Sea, and he was actually moored up at the Fish Key in North Shields, um, having a jar. Yes. Well-deserved one as well. <laughs> Did you feel like eating and drinking, knowing you'd got to go back out there again? Yeah. <laughs> as funny as it seems, yeah, it says, yeah. Because it, it, it's probably not the last thing you would probably want. Well, we thought we was leaving... Ah, uh, there's a story the, to this. ...in the evening of Thursday to get down to Hull, which was a 50, supposed to be a 15-hour uh, journey. But we went out, had the meal, everybody had a few drinks, and at the end of the meal, the skipper announced that we was leaving at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> due to a bit of bad weather coming in. And apparently to get into the Humber estuary, you've got to be at a certain time. It's the main shipping yeah. lane. It is like the M or M25 yes, on a Friday. Yeah. So, And they'd never actually done it before. So I think as well, they was a little bit worried. He wanted to be there in daylight. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. No, no. You we was there, the, we was there the in the dark, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Did he let you lose navigating? Who? Did, did he let any, any of you lot have a go at navigating, or, or was uh, he no. sort of... No, it is basically when we're driving the you boat... You get to the North Sea oil rig and say, no. which way to hold... <laughs> when, when we was driving, there's obviously a compass that you've yeah. just got to stick to a compass. How difficult? Marking. Uh, well, it was nice and calm, it was easy, but once, <laughs> obviously, the waves started hitting you it was quite difficult to get a hang of it to compensate for the waves hitting you etc etc when you got to gates oh you didn't go to gates and you went to north shields um yeah demo got that one the wrong side of the river when you got to north shields and when you got to hull and got off the yacht what was that like to be honest i was fine i didn't get the supposed sea legs i know that bisco and damo they were sat down and they was nothing had stay still but i was i was fine so you're probably a natural at this well i won't say that <laughs> you want to say that the first night <laughs> oh, now you've done it i, I mean when, when, when it got told the the next group obviously came and yeah they didn't it. come till i think it was a sunday night or mm. a monday uh, and I think it's a, I think it's not college. And that was Hull to it's, London. It's either Ipswich or London. Yeah. I can't remember. How far off the coast, what, I mean, could, could you see land at all time? No. No? No, I think... I think is, that, firm, is that sort of, not scary, but is it a bit, hmm, it disorientating? It doesn't help. Because they say, obviously, if you can see the, the shoreline, you stare at that and it yeah. doesn't, doesn't make you sick. So, when you couldn't see it, it was a little bit uh, hit and miss. Not that you're that sort of person, but did you f at all feel scared, slightly no. wary, or no? You'd got full confidence no. in the guys. Full confidence in the guys that was doing it. Uh, yeah, it was rough. Yes, the waves were coming over the side of the boat, but they just reassured us. Don't worry, we're fine. So now, not once on the whole trip and that I think that goes for every single person that was on board they felt as safe as ours is, as they say so the the, the 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 big question again is the worst week the best week and if you turned around again and said would you do it again next year would you it was the worst experience of my life but also was the best experience of my life and I would do it again maybe not next year but, yeah, I'd, I'd do it again. And I would recommend it to anybody that wants to face a challenge. And we must also say that, you know, you've just said Newark College. I know the Magnus has been... The Magnus have been, uh, yeah. The Magnus have been on a couple of the legs that, that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, and people of Newark have got out there and, yeah. and, and done it. And when it's all totted up at the end, I am assuming that this is going to be a fantastic help towards... I think I because think I mean, again, the conception of the YMCA is that they're a commercial company, and they should build this super duper pavilion. But 
if I am correct, the YMCA is also a not-for-profit company. Yes, correct. So there is not a pot of gold that no. they can lift no. to do it. And I don't think people actually understand that. So whereas, yes, they're managing in the complex, they have not got unlimited funds to dig in their own pockets. No, I don't, I don't think it. so. I don't know, obviously, the ins and outs of what they've got, what they haven't got. But I would say, no, unless they wouldn't have done something like this to raise. Don't get me wrong, it's probably going to be a little percentage of what they do need. But it's new at people doing their bit, isn't yes. it? Yes. You know, because we, we've said time and time again on, 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 on the subject of this sports video, there's some people for it, there's some people against it. And, I, you know, I, I see in the local press that there is a, a group of thought there is a thought out there that it's not right for newark my personal thing opinion of it it's an absolutely fantastic setup especially ne next to the sports and fitness center yep. it makes a whole complex wonderful the athletic track is now being used not only by newark ac but all the athletic clubs in newark the tri club striders not fast they're all using it you've told us that the football is is full oh, in the winter um, in the winter there's i don't think there's any spaces at peak times i think it's a fantastic acquisition and i've also think that the ymc are doing it correctly the way that the way it's being run the way it's organized i haven't got a bad word for them makes makes two of us really and you know and i was one of those that in tony's famous words i believe it when i see it i've seen it and i love it mm. absolutely love it you know, I love going down there. Yes, you're playing football in a cage. We all know that. But you're you're actually in the cage yourself. You, it's not claustrophobic because you've got room to stand. You've got room to operate. You've got a wonderful rail that's just at the right height to lean on. And you can get big crowds in. I just cannot see the problem. No. But some people will make a problem when there, when there isn't one. Well, yeah. We should be very... We've waited long enough for it. We should be very proud of what we've got. We should be very pleased and we should say thank you very much to all you lot that um, got wet. Yeah, and we did get wet, especially on that last tiny bit to Hull. <laughs> Any way I can describe it is getting woke up at three o'clock in the morning, having ten minutes to get ready, going sitting in your garden in a gale force wind with the wife or the kids constantly having the hose pipe on you. <laughs> so, yes... <laughs> Oh dear! But it's all in a good cause. Yes, and the taste of salt water. Yeah. Oh, and that's we're on uh, fundraising, Mister Bradley. I don't see your name on my uh, just giving page yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, I'm Mick Bradley, and you're listening to the Radio Newark, uh, Unique Radio Newark Sport, which is seems to be costing me money um, on FM and DAB with our friends at Smith's Timber. Um, don't forget, if you missed any of our shows, simply go to the Radio Newark website, look under the podcast section, and listen and away. I suppose now he's mentioned it, um, i better get the notebook out, because um, apparently you can sponsor Mr Atwood, even though he's actually done it now. So I'm going to write this down, because I suppose i better do it. How do you sponsor Mr Atwood's Round Britain trip? It's on Just Giving... I don't know the link. Oh, here we go. But I can find that out before the right. end of the night. Gary will, Gary will send me the link and I will put it on, I will put a story on our um, Facebook and Twitter pages. Yeah, and it's not just for me. It, the, it's not just for it's you. It's just under my yeah. name, obviously, but yeah. there's been a lot of people from Newark that's... How much have you raised? ...has done it. Uh, £904. You've raised £904. Yeah. Excellent. That is just... What, that's fantastic. Yeah. How well done you? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Let's go back to talk about RHP Colts for a few minutes while yeah. I've, I've, I've got you, because I've got so much to ask you. Um, you're the champions. Under-15 champions of the Midlinks Youth League. Did you think that was possible? Because, you know, I, I, I always say little old Newark, and it's little old RHP, because yeah. some of the teams you're playing against are big-named clubs in Lincolnshire, and... RHP is a social club in the backside of Newark. Yeah. Uh, there's no other way of looking at it. But you won that championship. Did When the season started, was that the ambition? No. No. Not at all. Well, as I've said before, we lost some quality players. 
and basically the lads stepped up which was delightful to see really when did it become apparent that hang on a minute we can win this january february when did the kids work it out Six games to go. <laughs> <laughs> because we've done the story, haven't we? You, you had six games to go, yeah, and yeah. quite frankly, you had to win six games, and then it, it was yours. Yeah. Um, but suddenly you find yourself going to um, Grimsby on a school day and um, Immingham, and everybody was, I think, trying their best to, um, in the Dirty Tricks campaign, <laughs> not 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 to help RHP, or that's the way it seemed to me. You probably can't say it, but that that's the way it seemed to me. But you overcome all that. You won. You, you picked up the trophy, and that's great. So you go into the under 16s <laughs> as champions. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you've got that round your neck to start with, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I want to start first, um, and talk about your son Ryan. Um, I've seen Ryan get taller than what you are <laughs> um, i've seen ryan flourish into a a footballer into a very good footballer I, i'm not down crying ryan that three or four years ago he was almost playing second fiddle to alfie price and he was the bit maybe, part player maybe third yeah he was a bit part player yeah. and in the last two or three years i think ryan has come on tremendously dad's coaching you always, or what you always do this you do. Yeah, yeah but he, he, he has. He's, he yeah, has. he has, he has. I can't say he hasn't, but you know me. <laughs> I'm not going to get any more out of this. No, you're but not. Ryan, as, as, come on, and at the start of this season, um, Ryan was asked to go to, I think, Grimsby. Yeah. Um, now, the rules and regulations of youngsters going to professional football clubs means that he can't play for... You, am I right in... No. No, I'm wrong. Wrong. But explain how it works. You are wrong. If they do, obviously, go on trial, uh, me as manager, it doesn't matter who it is, that's their priority. But if they haven't got... If the professional club hasn't got a game on a match day for yourselves, they can play. It's as simple as that. Right. But it's, obviously, the player's discretion, whether he does or he doesn't. But you tend not to use them, don't you? Yeah. But, as I say, it's entirely up to the, the player parents. Leaving Ryan out of this for a moment, I would assume anybody that does, anybody that manages a player, in a team in junior football, does it to improve the players that they've got there. And if the players have got there, go on to what is bigger and better. Yep. You've got to say thank you very much. Now, I, I guess there are teams out there that do everything they can not to lose the yes. players because it's self-centred probably. Yes. Um, but how difficult is it for you, Gary, to um, accept that the more success that you create with RHP Colts, the more they're going to be seen, the more your successful team is going to lose its best players. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the slightest. We lose players, we lose players. We've been like that from day one. The players even say good luck to the players that go on to bigger and better things. How, I mean, I know Ryan's back from Grimsby now. Yep. Um, and he's, he is 16 now. No, 15. He's 15. Yeah. He's 15. How do, as a parent now, um, yourself and Emma, when he's absolutely elated that he may go and become a professional footballer and eight weeks later he gets the email or the letter or whatever saying... No, actually, it was a phone call, a phone to, call. to myself. Well, at least it was a phone call. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, no, it was actually... We was, we was due to go there... But for that night, I got caught up at work and I wasn't able to go. So they basically said, they told me over the phone, myself and Emma broke the news, wasn't nice. But then they did phone later on and speak to Ryan to obviously say where he needs to improve, etc., etc. But I'm sure it's the same for any other parent that's... Has it... I've always had this thing. I mean, at 15, it's hard. 
six and seven and eight, I, I just don't think it's right. That, that That's a personal opinion, and I've got no doubt the likes of, of Danny Purvis, who does a cracking job with the youngsters, will tell me different. But I, I just feel that they build up these children to be something fantastic, and then they've got to go to school and they're not anymore. But basically, that's the reason why he didn't get in. Because the players that have been there since they was nine years old was more established okay. in that way. And he was basically similar to what they'd got. But they're not going to... Do professional football clubs behave as they should in that respect? Well, past experiences, some haven't, but I will be honest, Grimsby were top draw. Absolute top draw. Has it knocked... Well, I've been seeing his performance on Sunday, it hasn't, but has it knocked Ryan as a person back at uh, all? I think it did for a game or two, if I'm being honest. But now he's slowly getting back to where he was. And and you see that with with all all kids that go trial sign come back it does knock them you, you've also lost what was last season's league top scorer yes Mr Alfay he's gone on to bigger and better things at Boston uh, along with obviously Josh went there last year so and Harry Chapman's there now as well so yeah some uh, it's a bit of an RHP production line really isn't it and, uh, and, well yeah. no because Harry was a Harry was a firm yeah. boy so and, and and again, you've already said it, it's part of the job, but there's got to be a... Fantastic for Alfie, but... Disappointment for... No, no, no disappointment. No, 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 no I disappointment. think it's wonderfully commendable. No, no disappointment whatsoever. I think, I think that's absolutely... You just go out and try and find somebody else. Yeah, no, I think that's ab- absolutely brilliant. And we wish Alfie, obviously, the best of luck, because yeah. Alfie's not the only footballing price, is he? No, no. Because there's a young goalkeeper that yep. um, may yet become Newark's best ever goalkeeper and take that mantle Ooh. away from somebody. <laughs> no, I hope he does, to be fair. <laughs> he probably will do. He's a, he's a lovely lad as well. He, he's a lovely lad. But you've got a decent goalkeeper. Yes, he, AJ's come on very, come on leaps and bounds, to be fair, as well. Yeah. So what are you expecting from this season? Because you're under-16s, uh, everybody now knows of RHP. I don't know. If I'm, be, if I'm being... Brutally honest, I don't know. The Alfie thing, it is hard the first couple of weeks. Now they're just getting there again. Great performance at the weekend, so who knows? I'm not going to turn around and say, yeah, we're going to be champions again, because I know it's a ma- there's a massive task there. If we're in there and thereabouts after Christmas, we'll see. Apparently, if you go on to thejustgiving.com and then put read Gary's story... Oh, is that what it is? Um, you will find it. Um, thanks very much for the people that's already um, sent that in so I can get it over. So justgiving.com, read Gary's story, and then you do what I've got to do when I get home tonight and put some of the family fortune on it for him. Thank you very much. Um, right, we're going to catch up um, in a couple of minutes with um, New York Striders. It's Graham Welsh. He's going to give us what they've been up to. I don't think they had a particularly busy weekend either. Then we're going to come back um, with Gary because I want to know the difference between Saturday football and Sunday football. But next up, New York Striders. It's quarter to eight on a Tuesday night and of course that only can mean one thing. It's Striders time. And uh, not the busiest of weekends but um, still a report that's going to be worth listening to. Over to you, Mr New York Striders. It's Graham Welsh time. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it wasn't the uh, busiest weekend in terms of uh, the actual amount of uh, people that were running in races, but we uh, usually make up uh, with quality what we uh, lose out with quantity sometimes, and uh, we, uh, we've got some marathon news this week, this week so uh, that's always uh, interesting to hear about. And, uh, in fact, the both marathons I'm going to talk about very briefly were sort of rain-affected in the uh, sort of days and weeks leading up to it. I'm starting off in Chester, where Steve Martin was running in the Chester Marathon. They'd had a lot of rain in the uh, week leading up to it. And the, the race normally starts and finishes on the on the grass at Chester Racecourse. Uh, I did that one myself last year, and uh, yeah, doing that last bit on the grass is uh, hard work at the best of times, but it was going to be far too much 
uh, with the boggy ground. So I think they changed the course so it started and finished uh, on the uh, on uh, on on the roadway at the race course there. Uh, Steve Martin did the race. Uh, he uh, got a time of four hours, fourteen minutes, and forty-eight seconds. He was um, trying very hard to get under four hours, but uh, it doesn't always work out in the marathon. And uh, he sort of tailed off a little bit in the last ten uh, kilometres by his by his own uh, the way he describes the story himself. But uh, I'm sure Steve will have another go and get under that uh, four hours uh, next time. The other marathon I'm going to talk about very briefly is the Leicester Marathon. I mean that. Uh, didn't take place at all. There had so much rain there, and the course, large parts of it were underwater and just uh, unable to be used. So they had to cancel the marathon and the half marathon. And uh, Peter Davis uh, is always attracted in uh, by championship races, and the Leicester Marathon was going to be the not AAA, uh, sounds funny, but it's the sort of uh, there isn't a marathon in Nottinghamshire um, that they use just at the moment. So Leicester Marathon was going to be the not AAA. Uh, championship, so Peter was up for that one. Of course, it was cancelled as of the half marathon. by one or two people who were due to take play, take part in that. The other thing that was going on was the Scythian Challenge, uh, closer to home, uh, 10k trail race, and uh, 10th overall and first strider and first woman uh, finisher was Philippa Clark. So well done, Philippa. 49 minutes and 29 seconds. Second uh, Nuke strider home was. Uh, Steve Padgett, 54 minutes and 9 seconds, and then Gemma Latham and Steve Good finished together in 1 hour, 4 minutes and 19 seconds. And then give a special mention to a, a speedy uh, Strider's family member, Hannah Jackson, is uh, Jackie and Mark's daughter, and she had a fantastic uh, uh, run at the Assyrian 10K, finishing in 52 minutes and uh, 19 seconds. So well done, Hannah. Also at the weekend, uh, of course, Saturday is kind of park run day for us, so usual sort of big turnout of uh, Newark Striders at uh, Newark Park Run, as you might expect. But we also had uh, somebody running at Chester uh, Park Run, which wasn't Steve, by the way, but it's just somebody else who was in the area. And uh, Gedling uh, Park Run, uh, Sherwood Pines, we had a good turnout there. There's a nice picture on the uh, Newark Striders and um, the uh, Radio Newark websites with uh, the Striders over the Gruffalo. And also the final one we were at was Rother Valley. So what we've got coming up this weekend, then I think the main event locally that we're taking part in is the Stilton Stumble. So I mentioned that briefly last, last week. It's a 10K race, a nice uh, uh, event that starts and finishes uh, at a village hall. I like that. I like that. You get cups of tea and cakes. And uh, in this case, uh, the, the, the prize is uh, a piece of Stilton cheese. So... Um, it's good, well worth running for. It's a lovely event. I did that one myself last year, and uh, although I'm not doing it on Sunday, I'm sure I'll do it again. Are you not even going to collect all the Stilton? Uh, well, you know, I, 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 not everybody likes it. It's not to everybody. No, but you do. It's in mind, so I usually score an extra piece or two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lad. You called the Leicester Marathon well, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's a, a, very, a, ver- a very wet, and uh, it's a shame, really, isn't it, when, you know, you've been all year arranging something like that yeah. and through no fault of anybody exactly. it, it has to be called off 48 hours in advance it's it, it, it's heartbreaking really it's an act of god and uh, you, you can only sort of uh, feel for the people who've just invested so much time and energy organizing the event uh, for it to be uh, spoiled by the rain i mean you have peter on the show regularly talking about the newark half marathon so everybody's got an insight into just how much effort and uh, organisation goes into these events and yeah, it must be heartbreaking for the people who put so much uh, effort in. Graham, thank you very much and we'll catch up with you again next week. Bye now. Thank you, bye bye. Um, the Just Giving page is working well. You've, al- you've already had one while we've been sitting here. Hmm. Justgiving.com, read <laughs> Gary's story. That's Gary with two R's for anybody that doesn't know that one. Um, Gary g- uh, Rutra. Um one of the things that intrigues me is that it's pretty much the same setup on a Sunday as it is on, on, on a Saturday. And success on a Sunday seems to come, not easily, but success on a Sunday is, is there for you. On a Saturday, it seems to be an awful lot harder, but it's basically the same group of lads. So is Nottinghamshire football a lot higher standard than Lincolnshire football? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh don't know why 
but yeah, for some for some reason it is the uh, the standard of their teams on a on a Saturday are slightly higher because I, I would say this year there has been some good teams enter the Lincoln League, but on on an average the Saturday standards higher than the the Sunday standard. Yeah, because it, 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 I mean you you look at the two sets of results over the weekend and it just doesn't make sense does it no. it really doesn't but uh, anyhow that's um <clears throat> that that's what it is um you've lost your centre forward yep um apart from that are the under 16s pretty much the same as the under 15s you uh, you, you, you lost um yeah Na- we lost Nacho you as lost well Nacho of course and that and, and that I just want to go back to that because that was a wonderful morning at the end of last season the weather wasn't helping but yeah it was a wonderful Heartwarming morning. Yeah, it was. To be fair, it was. Uh, it was what he deserved. He's been part of the family for I think it was five years. I think. And yeah, it was. It was sad for everybody, really. Players, parents, coaches, to see him depart. Cracking lad, good player. So another one that's uh, left us. So have we got some new faces to look to look at this time round in in, uh, in in the green? Yeah. Oh, 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 one I must mention is is um, Robbie Kingsman's yeah son. I mean, I, I was obviously you was played, and I was at Flowserve when when Robbie used used to play. And if he's half as good as his dad, he'll be a decent uh, he'll be a decent player. But oh, he's, well, that's, that's uh, you know, uh, yeah. Come on, then here we go. That's your uh, <laughs> perception on <of> Robbie Kingsman. <laughs> he's probably better than his dad. But he's he's playing. One up, as yes, they say. Yes, he is. Yeah. Just, just tell me, he's, he's not the right age group, is he? No, he's uh, he's playing a year up, and and holding his own. So yeah, it's all good. So in in that respect, then he must be decent if he's yeah. playing a year up. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you've not means you've got Robbie down there every Sunday morning. To be think. fair, he's pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a change. He never used to be. Yeah. He look. He uh, he normally walks around the other side, looking a bit lost. <laughs> Ah, oh, lovely. It's great when you see players that, you know, I never managed, but I was, you know, the clubs I was involved with, and, and now I'm I'm going again, and it's the players' sons that, yeah. you know, that we, we're watching. Rob, you know, Robbie's son and, and, and young Ryan, of course. Um, not just young Ryan, but um, Harvey as well. Yeah. I, I've not seen the the third Atwood, <laughs> um, football in At- Atwood, um, but you're also managing him as well, aren't you? Yes. How's um? Yeah, it's going. It's going. It's going well. Yeah, another cracking ten kids. Because I, I, I mean, I, I've got two two grandchildren. The eldest one is quiet. You wouldn't know he was there. Um, he just gets on with what he's doing, um, which I almost like to Ryan. And then I've got sort of Finley, and you've got Harvey, oh, who seems to be an absolute total live wire. Yep. Hard to manage. Yeah. No, none of them are. They don't, don't get me wrong, they have the moments, they all have the moments. But you just have to rein them in nicely. <laughs> um, a couple of draws, which was slightly disappointing. Yes. And that wasn't what I was expecting to see, especially when he was 4-1 up or 3-1 up or whatever four it was one at half-time. 15 time. minutes to go, yes. yeah. Yes. Just didn't manage the game. Normally the other way around. Yeah, didn't uh, manage the game good enough really against Long Bennington, but take nothing away from Long Bennington. They came at us in the last 15 minutes and got a deserved point in the end. Mm. So. Yeah, <laughs> this is where you need a webcam. <laughs> it, 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 it really is. So, um, but back to winning ways against Skegness, a fairly decent performance yeah it was Skegness did score three and they kept on it was probably the best best performance of the season so hopefully it's onwards and upwards now um and one of the better teams to play this weekend yes and the reason I say that is it's a home match it's Sunday afternoon um you get a decent crowd yeah you do get a decent crowd um down there at at Sports League so half past two this Sunday afternoon it's RHP Colts against Lincoln United and you would expect that to be a decent match. Yeah. They all they're... know each other, so... <laughs> Nothing changes from kids' football to adults' football when they all know each other, so... Yeah, it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. So get yourself down Fingers there crossed. on Sunday afternoon. We're only mad look, it won't be raining. Um, so get yourselves down down there and um, 
have a look at the RHP under 16 Colts. One of our one of our favourite teams, and one of the teams that's I would hope is going to be in the running uh, for the Newark and Sherwood Sports Awards. Of course, October is the time that you put your nominations in, and uh, somebody may well put RHP Colts in because they are the Middlelinks champions, and that's all you've got to do. Go on to the Active for Today website, find um, 2019 Sports Awards, pick the category you want to enter the team or the individual for, and just do a little bit back for what they've done. It's all right being part of it or watching them, but you now it's your turn to make a little bit of an effort to get them some of the recognition that they deserve. And the big week in December, well, who knows? It's not up to me, but who knows who's going to be there and um, who's not. Gary, we've got three or four minutes left. Um, Newark football's doing quite well at the moment, adult-wise. Yes. I mean, Tan- Tana, Newark Tana buzzing and uh, flow server in an area where we've never been before. Yeah, no, it is good. It is good for the uh, for the town, and I've been down to watch both this season. And yeah, it's been, been pretty good. Any regrets from those all those years? No, that we had it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that we had it flow serve. That, that, that we didn't find a a money man. I, I know we had some good times. I mean, I, I always go on about the knots under eighteen matches, and we had some cracking times. But do you regret that you're not? sort of part of the setup now no no not at all my time was my time this is somebody else's time so no regrets never regret anything no that's that, that's man apart from probably on the first night in the middle of the- yeah. <laughs> I, I mean let, let's just go back to the, the, the trip of a lifetime and um, we, we've mentioned biscuit was with, with yeah. you um chief cook yeah. Um, how, how how did he take take the week in his stride? No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. wasn't uh, wasn't sick wasn't sick once. No. No. Yeah. Reminded me many times that I was. <laughs> so yeah, great week. And is he still involved in football? Yes, he's got uh, an under nines from RHP on a Saturday and a Sunday. So yeah. Same it's all bo- going well, didn't it? Same boat as me. He lost a few players this year to the academy so yeah he's happy as well I think that's alright and you know finally it's, it's where we're starting it's what tonight's always been about really the sports village just your own perspective on what you're getting out of the sports village well, we're, as as a football club we're getting a a top quality facility that some academy teams don't play on to be fair we've had uh, we've had comments wow this is better than some academy teams that we've been to so in that quality uh, yeah it's the way so I, I mean I, I for one I, I think it's a fantastic setup. I talked to the athletic club and I talked to everybody else it's a fantastic setup and well done everybody involved in it Gary thank you so much for coming and talking so openly tonight on quite a few different subjects thanks to Graham and thanks to the twins tomorrow night um, fingers crossed that Nina Bradley is going to be in Sport HQ to tell the story that I know she's desperate to come and tell us but circumstances haven't quite worked out um in her favour over the last few weeks. Um, Stuart Preston standing behind me, so that must mean it's the Blues Show on a Tuesday. And uh, on DAB, of course, it's the wonderful Mr Andrew Channing. Your choice. Keep on listening.